0: Welcome back to the Business Launch Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly-Ann Jimenez and Familia. We're going to get a little spicy today talking about the subject of money. And a lot of us go around building our businesses, trying to create a better future for our family, um, leave a better legacy for our children and our children's children. But we're we're walking with so much baggage when it comes to money. Um, lots of uncomfortable feelings that are usually programmed uh, into us from childhood. And so today, I want to talk about why so many entrepreneurs, especially believers, are more comfortable in poverty than in abundance. How to actually figure out some of the red flags in your money mindset that will allow you and enable you to achieve some incredible freedom, allow you to break through in your business, achieve your highest potential and serve at the highest level while also creating an incredible opportunity to actually build legacy, build wealth, and be comfortable with the idea and and feel at peace with the idea of making lots and lots of money, even if you're not comfortable with that right now. Even if, you know, sales make you feel a little icky, a little weird, a little, you know, kind of make you want to crawl out of your skin. And even if you are comfortable with money and you're totally free in that area, this podcast episode is going to remind you and validate your path hopefully in a really powerful way so make sure that you listen to the very end this is one of the episodes that I really poured my heart into because I wanted to share this message that has completely transformed the way that I show up in my business um, and, and did so a few years back so without further ado let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Business Lounge Podcast, where each week we unpack the hottest online marketing and business strategies so you can grow your business, increase your bottom line, and make a bigger impact. And now, here's your host, Kimberly Ann Jimenez. What is up, familia? It's your girl here. Listen, I have a warm, luscious incredibly delicious cup of hot chocolates and right here i've been i've been sipping on my hot tea now that the weather has finally cooled down uh, over in texas because let me tell you something we had triple degree weather triple degree weather up until september and i've been sharing with you guys over on instagram that we've been busy uh house hunting for my parents-in-law praise god we found a house offer was accepted things are just Moving along, so pray for us. Uh, send us a little bit of, um, you know, some blessings our way because it's gonna be an intense season. Moving uh, the people that we love so 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 much over to the state of Texas from Georgia. It's gonna be intense move, and so we're excited, but also please 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 send some prayers our way. Okay, it's gonna be a little bit of an exhausting season, but anyhow, just thriving over here. So happy to be able to finally drink um, a hot tea. I've been I've been doing the iced thing the entire summer and kind of into the fall a little bit because listen, it's Texas is way too hot, but I'm back at it with some amazing drinks. And so I hope that you pull up your favorite drink that you like are super comfortable as we're uh, listening to this episode. And, and listen, if you're on, you know, on your way to pick up the kids from school or run some errands, totally chill. You'll still enjoy this episode. And so let's get right into it today. I wanted to tell you a little bit of a story because um, two weeks ago when we hosted our Condit to customers workshop, this money mindset topic really sparked incredible conversation over on the chat. And I could tell it was something that really helped a lot of our attendees break through. So whether you purchase a replay of that, you can actually still purchase a replay if you want to. You could do that over at content2customers.co. And so in that workshop, I told you the story of how I used to have incredibly painful, an incredibly painful relationship with money. Um, See, I grew up um, in Puerto Rico. I'm not, many of you guys know that already. Um, and I don't come from generational wealth. So my mom actually grew up in abject poverty essentially and was the first person in her family to go to college and even though um, we were kind of middle class my parents worked really really hard to give us an incredible education and we uh, for all you know intensive purposes lived uh, a pretty normal life money was always kind of like a weird a weird thing growing up for me where I just felt like money was you know not essentially the the best thing. Rich people were not super, uh, you know, generous. They were greedy. They were selfish. Money changes you. And a lot of the messages that I heard in church related to it being really hard for someone who was wealthy or rich to make it to the kingdom of heaven. And there was a lot of distorted ideas around money that were really challenging for me to get over when I started on this path to entrepreneurship. And so when we started our first startup, Chris and I um, really was his startup and I joined him early on. And I really started shifting my perspective around money just by seeing what was possible. Where before, I was scared of making money. I was uncomfortable with the idea of money. I always thought to myself, like, I only want to make a certain amount, right? I just want to make $30,000 a year or $50,000 a year. And that felt like, you know, the most amount of money ever just wanted to be able to provide for myself and pay the bills and nothing more. Because if, if I ever made more, you know, that was me being greedy. Uh, I had to curb my ambition, even though I was a very ambitious person, my parents, um, especially my dad is, is an ambitious person in the sense that he's always wanting to like better himself and improve who he is. And he really instilled those values, um, for my brother and I, I always had this weird relationship with money. And, you know, again, I don't know if it comes from, um, just maybe some well-meaning pastors, um, who were talking about, you know, the idea of being wealthy, not being acceptable, or maybe it was just seeing my family, you know, extended family, like fight over money and have a lot of negative emotions around the idea of money, or just seeing a lot of people misuse money. Lots of couples that we knew family, friends who would fight like crazy. Um, it was just kind of weird, kind of icky. But as I started working as an entrepreneur and started building that first business, all of a sudden we had a breakthrough. Well, not all of a sudden, right? Like that took some time, but as we became to break through and money was coming in and I was seeing like, wow, um, we're actually making an impact. We're hiring all these college kids. We're providing opportunities in our community. um, We're able to give back to causes that we really believe in. Um, It started clicking for me like, oh, this is more like making money and having a successful business is more than just self-serving. It's more than just, oh, I'm going to buy, you know, all the luxury things and pose in front of a Lamborghini so that everyone on Instagram can see how successful I am. And I'm going to start buying, you know, Louis Vuitton and name brand purses and multiple homes. I'm going to buy a villa. And like, none of those things are wrong in essence, like having nice things, having, um, beautiful things that you work hard for. None of that is wrong, but it is wrong when you're doing it for, from the mindset or the perspective of like, look at me, I'm so incredible. You know, when you're doing it for that braggadocious quote unquote flex on the gram, just so that people can somehow, you know, uh, validate your success. That's not what we're trying to achieve. When you start looking at money from the perspective of like, whoa, 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 this is for more than just me. This is, for my family, this is for the opportunities I'm creating when I I get to actually hire more people. I make more money. The business makes more money. I get to give my employees better benefits, higher salaries. I get to give them more time off. You know, I get to give them longer maternity leave. I get to do X, Y, or Z it starts shifting your perspective. And at least for me, it completely was in 180 where I started realizing like money is a tool. Oh my goodness, money is actually, there's a good side to money. And as I worked on my money mindset, as I worked with mentors and read books and listened to podcasts like this one, I started shifting my perspective completely and being like, listen, I am starting to see You know, what is real about money and what is not real about money? And so eventually, as I started my own business and made my first million dollars, there was many different blocks around the way that I had to address as the season shifted, as I became more successful, as things started to work well in this second business, it made a big difference. So I don't think I fully felt it with the moving company um when we f- actually hit that million dollar mark the first time because I guess I didn't necessarily just see it as my thing I saw it as a we thing <laughs> or more more a Chris thing and because we had so many expenses in that business it was kind of like okay this is so awesome but like let's keep moving forward because we still have to pay our 300 seasonal employees at one point um, you know huge bills like workers compensation was forty fifty thousand dollars or insurance was ridiculous and so there were such huge expenses in the in the moving company that i didn't necessarily it didn't hit me the same way that it hit me with this business with my first um you know i guess not my first but um yeah my first online business so because this business has such better margins when I did hit that seven figure mark and we started seeing the bank really explode guys, I, Oh my gosh. I remember being so stressed out. I was, it shocked me. I had to work so hard, so hard for that huge shift. And, um, I remember making so many sacrifices, cutting back on everything when we were getting started with a moving company. And then, um, Again, making sacrifices for my online business and, you know, figuring out things and and knowing that I had many moments. We had many moments, Chris and I. We've talked about this. And hey, we're interrupting the show real quick just to tell you about the sponsor of this episode. If you want to finally stop ghosting your audience, we're good and move away from inconsistency with your content creation. We have the perfect solution for you. It's our brand new content calendar playbook, and it's chock full of over 200 plus caption starters done for you, social media post prompts, and over 70 pages of templates and resources and tools so that you know exactly what to say to keep your audience engaged, excited, and coming back from more consistently. Listen, you know that your content has been a problem for a while and if that's the case it's time to get off your booty and actually do something about it just for our podcast listeners you can go over to content calendar playbook That's contentcalendarplaybook.com and get an incredible deal on 90 days plus of content strategy that's done for you. You're going to absolutely love this new resource. And I know it's going to make a huge difference with helping you stay consistent with your content creation and getting back in the game when it comes to attracting attention for your business. All righty, back to the show. Um, with you guys on the blog and on the YouTube channel a little bit and definitely on Chris's podcast where there were many times that, you know, we had a negative balance on our bank account. We had to choose between buying groceries and um, doing our laundry or, you know, we had to go in and just do laundry in the tub. Like so many things that happened. Chris had to jog to work because we didn't have, we just had one car. And so a lot of, uh, sacrifices personally, where we were kind of used to the struggle. And because that was something that I had experienced as a child in a way, you know, not that my parents, um, my parents worked so hard to provide for us, but there was times where things were a little tight and, um, I felt, I think I internalized that, um, stress and, kind of just made myself responsible even though my parents navigated it extremely well and never put that on us kids for whatever reason being a very sensitive child it was hard for me to um you know feel a little bit like oh my goodness like are we going to have enough this month and is things are things going to be okay I remember asking my mom like mom like I, I can get a job in high school while my dad was doing his doctoral degree and We were, um, he was taking a sabbatical. My mom was working like crazy and taking extra classes. And I remember just looking at her and being like, I can't ask you guys for my senior trip. It was so expensive. It was going to be like $2,000. And for my family, that was a lot. I think for any family, that's a lot. So it was just a challenge to um, kind of come out of that season in our business where things were really hard. And I was good at stretching in that place of just not having a lot. It was easy for me to budget and cut things and I almost felt comfortable (laughs) in lack. Does that make any sense? Like have any of you guys gone through that season where you are more uncomfortable in abundance than you are with poverty? You're more uncomfortable when there's a lot of success and clients are coming to you and you're actually making a decent amount of money, um, and things are flowing and you don't have to worry about, you know, whether, uh, when you buy groceries, your card's going to be declined because that was definitely, uh, Chris and I have been in seasons where that was definitely our life. And so for me, that shift was so hard. I kind of shrunk under the pressure because immediately the emotions that came up were like, oh my gosh, like, this is more money than I know how to handle. This is more money than I've ever had. What if I lose it all? What if I totally fail? What if um, the people who bought for me, this is my rational thinking, what if the people who thought for me like all asked for refunds at the same time? And then I lost it all and then I couldn't figure it out. And then like, can I continue this level of success? Um, You know, will I be able to rise to the occasion? Oh my goodness, you guys, it was so uncomfortable for me. Just completely shrinking (laughs) under the pressure and being super stressed out about making money. And so I've had to go through this process um, over probably the last seven years of every time we hit another milestone, being comfortable with abundance. And now I love making money. I tell my coaching, you know, students in TBLC and, and, and in the business lounge, our members and even our to customers, attendees, I love making money because it means it's more opportunity for my team. It means it's more influence for my company. It means it's more resources to put put right back into the mission. It means that now Chris and I get to contribute to causes and ministries and charities that we really care about. You know, I remember a few years ago we were so shocked that we were able to give back more than our first salaries in corporate in a in a full year. We were able to just write that check, you know, with multiple zeros um, behind it and not flinch. Because we were in a place where we had finally achieved, we put so much work and energy into our business, but we were now in a place where we could give back and give back extremely generously, Um, again, to missions and charities and causes that we really cared about. So now making money lights me up. Making money is exciting. I look at my numbers every day. It's why we talk about profitability over popularity. When I see money as an amazing tool, as an amazing resource that enables, me and our team to go further faster. That enables me to go and grow beyond just my own self-serving needs. And by the way, it's wonderful to be able to do incredible things for your family. It's wonderful to have um, a great bank account. It's it's great to know that if there's an emergency, you can actually, you know, pull into some of your reserves or some of your cash and help fix that problem. It gives you great amount of peace. Now, it does not mean that you are self-reliant and that you, you know, focus on getting really comfortable and not actually depending on in our case, the father for everything that we have, but it does enable us to do some incredible things. And so I I just have come to a place where after working really hard on my money mindset, it excites me. It lights me up. It makes me feel so encouraged because I know that we're going to steward that gift and that blessing in a way that's going to be fruitful I know that we're going to use what we have to serve other people and to build legacy for our family, to change the course, you know, of generations in our family of different things, whether it was, you know, poverty or mismanagement of funds or um, just not being good at stewarding Um finances. And so I love this concept about money. I'm always reading money books. I'm always, you know, reading financial books. I'm reading about investments. I'm learning. I'm instructing and equipping myself because it does it is so important. And so I want to share that with you. I want that for you too. I want you to get to a point where you feel so comfortable with selling and serving people and making an impact and growing your bottom line that you see it as a privilege and you see it as a responsibility and you see it as something that you look forward to because you've learned how to remove the emotions you've learned to break through the limiting beliefs and you've learned to use money as a tool in your business for good right money can be a tool for evil absolutely when it's in the hands of the wrong people when it's in the hands of people who do not steward it accordingly who use it to manipulate who use it to oppress people who use it to um, be self-serving, there's that too. You know, don't get it twisted. But if we are building our character and building our toolkit so that we learn how to steward money for good, what a powerful effect on the world we could have. What a transformational force for good that could be in our world. So if we stop thinking, if good people stop thinking that money is evil and actually leverage it to benefit others, what an incredible change we could affect in the world, right? Just something to think about. And so I think it's so important that we recognize our red flags in our money mindset. So if you've ever um, seen a rich person or a wealthy person, if you've ever been in a house with some, you know, where someone had a, a ton of money and thought, wow, that must be nice in a snarky <laughs> kind of way, or if you've been worried that money or success would make you greedy or it would make you selfish or it would change you Um, or if you've made a ton of money before and like me felt so uncomfortable that you either saved it all or kind of gave it all away like "Mm, I can't nope getting too many blessings I'm just going to donate it all or I'm going to give it to family and friends and then kind of started again at zero or maybe if you ever said to yourself, I want to make only X amount of money and not more and you felt like you've had to justify your ambition, all of these are red flags. But there is some healing that needs to happen in your money mindset, that there's some things that we have to put into place so that we actually start aligning with the calling on our life, that we start aligning with the assignment that God has given us, and that we actually start falling into um, this this positive relationship with money where we understand that the goal isn't to make more money for the sake of it, right? The flex isn't to make more money so that we can tell the world that we're rich. It's not so that we can go on Instagram and boast about what we've done. It's not so that we can become super freaking YouTube famous because we have a, a Lambo and three houses and, you know, our net worth is a hundred million dollars. It's not for that reason the goal to make money is to serve other people because here's the thing, money does not change who you are. It simply amplifies who you are. So if you're a greedy person, because let, <laughs> let, let me tell you something. I have met some really greedy people who don't have two nickels to rub together. I have met some greedy people who are unkind and have no money coming in. And so the same way Where, you know, if you have a lot of money or if you have no money, you still have character flaws. Money does not change who you are. And I think a lot of times we've heard, you know, money is the root of all evil. And when you look at the Bible verse, what it really says is the love of money is the root of all evil, right? The love of money. And so I had to listen to a lot of people and, and, you know, even talk to some of my spiritual counselors and I've come to realize it's not that God doesn't want us to prosper. It's not that God doesn't want us to, um, be, to, to leave a legacy for our children or to build a better life for ourselves is that he doesn't want you know, money to be the central focus in our life. It's not that he doesn't want us to have money is that, you know, he doesn't want money to have us. And I've heard a lot of people say that. And it's so freaking true. At the end of the day, there's so many Bible verses that we could talk about. But one of the ones that I love in Isaiah says, I am the Lord, your God who teaches you how to profit, who leads you in the way in which you should go. And for those who are believers, Proverbs 31 woman is such an amazing example of entrepreneurship, of service, of taking care of other people, but also making sure that her dealings are profitable, right? That's part of what um, the verse says in Proverbs 31. She makes sure that her dealings are profitable and her lamp does not go out at night like oh my goodness so she's not lazy right she is wheeling and dealing she's buying and considering a field and she buys it and then she plants a vineyard with her with her earnings it's like wow she's she's killing it but she also has servants and she has people that she employs and she makes sure to take care of them and they have you know plenty of food to eat and she brings honor to her husband and to her household and her children Her children called her blessed. So it's one of those things where we have to make peace with money because again, it does not change who we are. It simply amplifies who we are. If you're a greedy person, when you didn't have any money, going to be a greedy person when you have more money. It's going to amplify that in you. If you were a generous person when you had very little and you still gave to other people and you took care of other people and you did the right thing and you carried yourself with honesty, you're going to do the exact same thing. It's going to amplify your generosity. It's going to amplify your kindness. You're going to want to take care of more people. You're going to want to um, give back to your community. You're going to want to build a legacy for your children. You're going to want to be able to contribute to the missions and the charities and the organizations that mean a lot to you. So money truly in its essence is a catalyst to effect change. You have to fund the mission, fund the calling, fund whatever it is that God has put in your heart. So I hope that this helped you. I hope that it was inspiring. I hope that it gave you some encouragement. And if it did, would you let us know by leaving a review for the podcast over on Apple Podcasts? It makes the biggest difference for us. Truly, truly, it does, guys. And we so appreciate it from the bottom of our heart. Let us know over on Instagram. Tag the Business Launch Co. or myself or Chris because we always love hearing from you guys and and fill us in. Do you have questions about money? What are some things that you struggle with? Maybe it'll inspire future episodes as well. I love you. I hope that this was helpful and I will see you in the next one. Un beso and bye for now.